Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Off the Key Podcast, where we talk about music of all varieties. I'm your host, Mac, and today I'm joined by my two regular co-hosts, Fimble D. Bimbleton and Frumble D. Bumbleton. Just kidding, it's Garrett and James. And today we are talking about the brand new studio album from Snarky Puppy, the Texas-based jazz fusion ensemble, Empire Central. Now, if you're wondering who Snarky Puppy is, they are a American instrumental jazz fusion ensemble led by bassist Michael League. The band was formed in 2004 as a 10-piece group in Denton, Texas by Michael League to make up for not being placed in any school ensembles during his time at the University of North Texas. Over 40 members have played in the ensemble, with most of them coming from UNT, and the group has performed with several popular acts, including Erica Badu, Justin Timberlake, Michael McDonald, Kirk Franklin, Snoop Dogg, and many more. The group has given multiple clinics, workshops, and masterclasses while on tour around the world. And additionally, most of the members are lead members of other working bands. They are known for recording their studio albums in a live setting by inviting friends, families, and colleagues to watch them during their recording sessions. Now, there are an insane amount of people that have worked with Snarky Puppy, but there are a few members that I want to highlight. Uh, one member specifically, one of their drummers, Larnell Lewis, and it first appeared on their 2014 album, We Like It Here, which I think is actually one of the best jazz fusion albums of the 2010s. It has a different kind of feel, I would say. It's a solid listen. I would recommend it. I like that this jazz fusion is more like a fusion of a lot more genres just besides like well, one I mean, or two. Jazz fusion is kind of a catch-all term because it's usually jazz that incorporates elements from other genres. Jazz fusion can pull from funk. It can pull from soul. I mean, R&B. Afrobeat. Afrobeat, rock, all, all kinds of stuff. Snarky Puppy does have a pretty eclectic sound. Now, one thing I do think Snarky Puppy suffers from as a collective is sometimes, despite all of the insane talent that this collective has, I do feel that sometimes there is a lack of identity in their work. And I think that is actually one of the biggest problems with Empire Central. I would agree if the difference would be like in a bad way, but I feel like it's enjoyable. I don't really put an onus on that, but I can understand I can understand where you're coming from. The stuff they try is so fresh to me that I don't really mind that. I can see both points of view, to be honest. For me, it's really just a, a collection of great music. I don't necessarily need them to have an identity for me to appreciate it. it kind of feels like a compilation, really. And a lot of their music is like that, and there's not necessarily a problem with that, but I just felt that so many tracks here were big throwaways. I talk about this all the time, but I never think double albums are a good idea. This album is 94 minutes in length. That was a bad idea, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, these guys, they're all great. They're talented. They can just chug out song. They're basically a jazz fusion factory, which is awesome. But I feel like they should have taken the best cuts from this session and cut everything out and maybe put them in some B-sides or maybe a, an extended version or something like that. It's kind of like, okay, knowing this, knowing that double albums are very risky, should I give it more leeway? Should I not? I do agree. There's really only about four or five, maybe six double albums that I think were 100% worth it to release as a double album. Even ones that I really have still have like, Big three, throwaways, yeah, like yeah. three or four songs that are fluff. Now, that's not to say that this is a bad record. Let me 
be clear because there is a good album in here. There's a great album in here, actually. There are two things that I think contribute to this supposed muddling of identity. One is all the different genres, styles, feelings, and sounds that they play with from track to track. But I think it's also that it feels like every song highlights a different part of the band. Even if there's some great parts by other instruments, it feels like they highlight different instruments on every song. Like on the first two or three tracks, I feel like the brass is really highlighted. And then toward the middle of the track, I feel like you know the guitars and keys are really highlighted. Oniara and Coney Bear, I feel like the bass really stands out and pop to me. And then there's stuff like Fuel City and Freefall where I feel like they kind of play with world beat, the extra percussion. There's like a different part that's highlighted in every song. Of course, RLs has that insane guitar solo. Oh, yeah. Very, you know what it kind of reminded me of when we were talking about it just last week? It kind of gives me a little some living color vibes, that like hard funk rock. They did quite a bit of that, especially in the middle of the record. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's one of my favorite stretches of the record. It doesn't have any of my favorite songs, per se, but it's, I really enjoy that stretch. You know what Empire Central feels like? A jazz fusion buffet. It's almost like buffet food that's satisfying, but it's not something you're going to think about. Kind of like a trip to Golden Corral. Ex- exactly. <laughs> I know that's a silly comparison, but I think it actually fits here because there is a spread of ideas on this album and you can expect that from any snarky puppy album i just failed to find a whole lot of tracks that really made me say like wow that was incredible nothing that stood out by itself how did you feel about the record james i felt that it was like a journey especially in the beginning of the record it feels like you're in a a big city and i'm speaking like thematically here not specific songs, but kind of how it feels to go through the record. It feels like you're in a big city and you're about to go out in the bustling nightlife. New York in its prime or like even Vegas or LA or something like that, or maybe even Austin. You're going out to the city to experience the music, the food, the people, the festivals, the the clubs, whatever it is. You know that you bring that up, I see where you're coming from. This would be a great album to listen to walking out in a night on the town. So how do you feel, Garrett? You know, I, I feel like we're pretty split on this. I enjoy it more than you. I need interesting textures. The brass will have, you know, mutes. They'll have the guitar playing through and keys playing through different kinds of effects and all this stuff. And, they, and you know, there's different little percussion I could not agree more with your statement about Snarky Puppy and their their ability to create textures, to create feelings in their music. Oh, Trinity, if they did this song just straight up, you know, effects, no extra, like just how they are, this would absolutely put me to sleep. The little accoutrements that they add to it can make or break it, and it really makes that song and other tracks like that for me personally. That was the song that saved the second half of the record for me. Because when I was listening to this, honestly, around RL's Mean Green, Fuel City, that it started to lose me. It started to feel more like an obligation to finish the album than an enjoyable listening experience. You know, Pineapple was a highlight, and Trinity, you could have taken Belmont, Honiara, and Coney Bear off the album, and I would not have bad an eye. There are songs that I draw, there's probably about four of them, but Honiara and Coney Bear, I don't know, I just really enjoy the bass. And one of my favorite songs is Bet because 
the keyboardist absolutely loses his mind in the last part of that song, and it is it is great. Also, like Fuel City and Mean Green, that's more of instead of like the performance being like super cool and technical, it's like the sounds that they made, and especially like the rhythm section is what I enjoy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Where there's just different parts that each song highlights. It's just it's really interesting for me. When you have so many members to work with, you can create a smorgasbord of sounds and styles. But what just frustrates me so much is I still just felt like underwhelmed by the album as a whole. With the amount of members that are playing at the same time and the, the amount of instruments there are, the, all the sounds that they're trying to create, if it was any more like raw or, or muddy, really any other sound, it would be very difficult to hear i mean even in rls there are times where it's hard to hear the guitar solo at the end because all the other instruments are almost drowning it out it's like the safe route well regardless of how you feel about the sound you cannot deny their talent oh definitely their technical ability the musicianship their creativity it's beyond question the drummer larnell lewis that we mentioned earlier he famously (laughs) learned how to play Enter Sandman after listening to it just once. Not just that, he learned almost the entirety of the album We Like It Here on the plane ride to the Netherlands. When you have musicians like that, hundreds of thousands of hours, if not millions of hours, into their instrument, into their craft, you can do pretty much anything. Snarky Puppy is unquestionably a ridiculously talented supergroup. And I think most people coming to this record that enjoy jazz fusion, that like Snarky Puppy, are going to be satisfied. All I'm saying, it just didn't impress me. That's all. I was underwhelmed. That's just like your opinion, man. That's why he's happy. <laughs> That's why he's happy. So we've done enough talking about the record. How about we get into our final thoughts, guys? This is a, a very enjoyable jazz record for me and also very approachable. I think, to someone trying to get into Jazz Fusion. And I really look forward to diving back into their uh, discog. My biggest negative takeaway is that there's a lot of fluff because of the double album. Some of their slower songs, I feel that's why all of the throwaway tracks, in my opinion, are their slower songs. Their more upbeat songs are not only structured really well, but also highlight the different instruments, highlight the, the, the rhythm section, the brass, the amazing keyboards, uh, the guitar solos. The first half of the album is, is great. Standout tracks for me are Bet, East Bay, Take It, RLs, Fuel City, and Trinity. But overall, very positive. I would recommend this to jazz fans and jazz fusion fans and people that... Want to try to get into jazz as an entry point? Like Max said, this is a real buffet, and Snarky Puppy decide to go wide instead of going tall on this album, and I can appreciate that approach more than some than some people, and it just it just hit me right. I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. I was not as enthusiastic about this record as James Garrett were, but I still think it's solid. I do have some serious problems with the length and the sound of certain instruments. I do think it suffers from a lack of personality. You almost have so many members that it starts to dilute the entire product 
I do love their studio albums. I've enjoyed a lot of them, but this one didn't quite do it for me. I think there are standouts, and I definitely think this is a record worth checking out if you're a big jazz fan, if you're a big jazz fusion fan, and if you're looking for something in the modern jazz world, I'll recommend it, but I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. With Empire Central, Snarky Puppy does not necessarily push the boundaries of jazz or modern jazz or jazz fusion, but it's nonetheless still a very solid, very enjoyable listen. It's very accessible as well for anyone trying to get into jazz fusion. In fact, Empire Central is probably one of the first records I would recommend for just that purpose. So this album is full of incredible textures and sounds all mixed together to create just this buffet of music, as Mac said before. It's something, there's something here for everyone. The standouts for this album for me, the opening track, Keep It On Your Mind, Bet, RL's Mean Green, Trinity, and Pineapple, as well as Take It. This album gets a 8.5 out of 10 for me. Alrighty, any final thoughts, guys? Nope. Well, this is Off The Key Podcast, and we're out of here. Thanks, guys. wanted to give a shout out to Lacrembo for the intro and outro music. Also, check out our link tree for where to follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook and a variety of streaming platforms. And if you could give us a sub or a listen or even a follow, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks guys. See you later.